Last week, again, we started this uh, a new way of thinking by going back to uh, the book of Ephesians where it talks about where we're seated with Christ. You don't need to turn here, but Ephesians uh, 2, 4, 6 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together. And that's what we focused on last week. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So where are we today? We're with Christ. Say, I'm in Christ. That's where you are. You're seated with him in heavenly places. That is a reality. It is not a just a wonderful thought. It doesn't just sound pretty. It is a reality. You are seated in Christ. You and Christ are one. The Bible makes it very clear. Where are we? We are seated with him in heavenly places. The Bible makes it clear that we died in Christ, that when he was crucified, we were crucified in him. When he was buried, we were buried in baptism with him. And then when he was raised to newness of life, we were raised with him. Amen? We are in him. Say that with me. I'm in Christ. And the Bible basically tells us that Christ lives in us now, and his life is our life. I wasn't meaning to say this, but the same power that raised Christ from the dead The same Holy Ghost power that that went into hell, that pulled Jesus up out of the dead and raised him up to sit next to his heavenly Father in heavenly places, that same power that raised him from the dead dwells in me and you. And that same power, the Bible says, is affecting our flesh, making it strong, making it um, react. It's kind of like, you know how uh, uh, if you had a, a, a nuclear power reactor that reactor emits in an immense amount of energy and you have to wear special stuff to get near it. It has to have special stuff. Why? To protect you because there's so much power. It is actually impacting the molecules, so to speak, around it and it continues to go. Well, it's the same thing with the power of God in us that the Holy Spirit dwells in our spirit inside our physical body. And the power of God that raised Christ from the dead is emitting. It is like you're impacted. You walk out, the sun is very far away. How many would agree? Very, very, very far away. I mean, you could get in a spaceship and go a certain speed for a very long time before you're going to greet that sun. Okay? It is very far away. Yet, it impacts us when we walk outside. I mean, if you don't realize it, just get out in the hot day in the open sun. You'll know real quickly that you're out in the sun. In other words, that radiation is impacting, right? From millions and millions, hundreds of millions of zillions of miles away, it is impacting us. And the fact is, the power of God in us, the real sun, (laughs) is inside us. And that energy is emitting and that's what the bible's saying the same spirit that raised christ lives in me is impacting my flesh that needs to be your daily confession that the same holy spirit that raised christ from the dead that power is impacting making my flesh react to it react to what the life-giving power of god 
keeping me healthy and strong and young and full of energy. Amen? But if you walk around saying, I'm always tired, this is always happening, that's always happening, you're working against the very power that's in you. Why don't we cooperate with God by saying what He says about us and allow that power to work in us? Amen? Amen. Now, we looked at last week, again, just for reference, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. I read you the New Living Version of that, and it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Now, again, just to reiterate, you and I are in Christ, and all things are new. In other words, the old us died, and a new life began when we got born again. Many of us, when we think about that new life, all we really think about is forgiveness of sin. And what I mean is we, we, we see it like a, maybe a big a, or, you know, chalkboard and there's all our sins and we got born again and what happened? All those sins got wiped away, right? We received what Jesus did for us and the blood of Jesus wiped them all out and we're like, yay, I'm a new creation. In other words, the old life is gone. We embrace the old life being gone, but very few embrace the new life we really have. In other words, what does the Bible say about this new life? And what I've been trying to point out to everyone is, if we died with Christ, how many believe we did, right? We died with Him, and we were born again or made new creations, and all things are new, that means there must be an old life to forget and a new life to embrace. And in other words, if I still think like the old man... Am I going to walk in all the benefits of the new life? No. I'm going to be crippled. I'm going to be missing out on things. I'm, going to, I'm not going to be able to walk in all these new things if I still think like the old man. And so it's important that we begin to think differently. And how do we change that thinking? We change it through the Word of God. We look at what the Word of God says. In this case, it says, the old man has died. And a new life is begun. So that means I need to say there's a point I cut off and there's a new life to embrace. That means new thinking to walk in that new life. How many know that Jesus did more than just save us from hell? He did a lot more. He saved us from everything. He saved us from sin. He saved us from Satan. He saved us from sickness and disease. He saved us from poverty. He saved us from chaos. He saved us from everything but in order to walk in all those things again we have to change our mindset and this is the classic problem most christians find themselves in they are a new creation in christ and all things are new yet they still continue to think and act like the lower life they left behind the old life jesus delivered them from they're still thinking that way and uh, it's easy to do. It's easy to dig up. My pastor used to have a, a message he called digging up, uh, digging up Bones or something like that. I can't remember the exact title, but what he was talking about is resurrecting the old man. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You start thinking like the old person. You start uh, acting like that, or you start thinking uh, the way you used to think. You can't do that. You need to 
accept the, who we are in Christ and think that way and reject the old man. Go with me in your Bibles real quick to Colossians chapter 3, which is kind of our pivotal scripture. Colossians chapter 3, and we'll uh, read 1 through 3. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. If then you were raised with Christ, which we were, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, it's exactly what we've been talking about. Let's read it one more time. And look at it, just, just absorb it. If then you were raised with Christ, how many have been raised with Christ? Right, We have been. Seek those things which are above, where Christ is. Now, that's where you and I are, right? Right? We're seated with Him. So, sitting at the right hand of God, verse 2, set your mind. Again, he's saying it again. Set your mind. Now, what is your mind? That's part of your soul, your thought life, your thinking. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And then he goes on to make it clear. For you died. Remember, the old man died. For you died, and your life, or your new life, is hidden with Christ in God. Where are we going to find our new life? We're going to find it in Christ. We're not going to find it in this world. We've been delivered from this world, right? We're in this world. Listen, we are in this world, but we are not of this world anymore. We've been set free from the sin. We've been set free from the power of everything. But again, we've got to go to the Word to find out, well, how do I walk in this new life? How do I think in this new life? Now, I want to read this Colossians 3 uh, in the New Living. So just, just listen. Everybody say, I'm listening. All right, listen closely. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven. I love that. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Your real life. Do you realize when you look at this body and you look at this world, that's not our real life. Our real life is hidden with Christ in God. The real us, the, everything that we have in this new life in Christ. So again, our new life in Christ requires a new way of thinking, a new focus in life. We're to be focused on heavenly things as opposed to earthly minded. Now, that's kind of where we left off last week. So let's look at this for a moment. We are to seek those things above. That's what the Bible says, right? We're to seek those things above. What are those things above? Well, the question could be asked, where is Christ seated? He's seated where? In heavenly places or in heaven at the Father's right hand, right? He's in the throne room with the Father in heaven. So the Bible's saying, seek those things which are above or set your mind on those things which are above where Christ is seated. That's what the Bible told us to do. That means it's saying, I want you to think about heaven. Now, what is heaven? Heaven is a spiritual place, or a better way to say it is, heaven is part of the spiritual realm, okay? 
So what the Bible's telling us is we are to be focused more on spiritual things than earthly things or physical things. So in other words, things that we cannot see ought to be more of our focus in our life and in our thought life than things we can see. Easier said than done, isn't it? Because why? You see everything around you. You hear everything around you. You touch everything around you. You smell everything around you. You eat things. You, you, are, you live in this body and you are so body conscious. But this is the key. In order to walk in the new man, we must get more spirit conscious than we are body conscious. And the only way to do that is begin to look at what the Word of God says about this new man and begin to think on it, begin to confess it, begin to to see it working in our life. Uh, Let me give you an example. Go with me uh, to 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18. You cannot separate what we're talking about from faith because faith comes from the Word and it is a spiritual force, right? So we're to be more focused on spiritual things than earthly things. You know, if you were believing God for healing, for example, it is, this is very important. Because if you focus on earthly things, well, what, what is an earthly thing? Your body. Now, what does your body have? Pain, right? Your body can be uncomfortable. It can be hurting. And it's constantly reminding you that it's hurting. It's constantly reminding you that it's tired. It's constantly reminding you, hey, hey, I'm here. Make me better. Make me feel better, right? And, and so what is that? That's an earthly thing, a physical thing. But we are not supposed to be focused on that. We're supposed to be focused on spiritual things. Well, what spiritual things? Isn't God's word spiritual? Remember Jesus said what? My words are spirit and they are life right? So we need to be focused on his word. That's a spiritual thing. Let me, let me show you something. 2 Corinthians 4.18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, now what is seen? Earthly things, right? Physical things. But at the things which are not seen. Now what are not seen? Spiritual things, Right? For the things which are seen are temporary. In other words, for temporary, brief and fleeting. They're going to go away. They're going to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Here's another way of putting it. Remember, we're supposed to think on things or, or set our mind on things above, right? Now, those things above, we, we narrowed it down to are spiritual things as opposed to earthly things. Now, what is a spiritual thing? And a spiritual thing is an eternal thing. But an earthly thing is what? A temporary thing, a natural thing, a thing that will change. How many know everything in this life will change? You could take a, a, a Coke can, okay? And you could just you kind of open some earth and stick it in there and then cover it now, granted, that will last a while, but how many know eventually the earth will eat it? <laughs> eventually, it will decay. Everything in this earth will decay. Everything will change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but what did Jesus say? 
my word will not pass away. In other words, his word is eternal. So what I'm trying to get across to you is this. Everybody say, I'm listening. I want you to pay attention. Putting our minds on heavenly things are what? Spiritual things which are eternal. Okay? And then putting our things on earthly things or physical things are temporary things. That gives us a gauge of what we're focusing on. How many of you know your personal need right now is what? What category would that fall in? A spiritual thing or a temporary thing? Okay, I asked a question. I expect an answer. Temporary, okay? I'm not beating anybody up, but I'm like, I asked a question. I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's temporary, right? Now, is it, oh, is it, think about this. Is there any value in you worrying and spending your thought life mainly focused on your needs? Is there any benefit long term to your life? And can you, thinking about your earthly things and needs, change anything? But, If you will focus on eternal things, spiritual things, the Word of God, can that change the temporary thing? Right? You see that? It won't won't help me to focus on the pain in my physical body. But it will help me if I'll focus on what the Word of God says about that pain. Right? So, what, it, what the Word of God is trying to say is a spiritual person is someone who's focused more on spiritual things than earthly things. Now, some people can take that and they can get really weird on you. You ever met a weirdo, a Christian weirdo, who's, who I'm spiritual, and they're just, and they act weird and goofy and stupid. And everybody thinks, ooh, they're, they're so quiet, they're so spiritual. You know, they walk around when that, when they pray. They're so spiritual. I mean, man. I mean, that's not spiritual. That's fleshly. Because they're trying to get attention. That's not spiritual. That's earthly. You get it? It's Why? Because you're looking at it. Because you're drawn to look. Anything you are drawn to look at and focus on is not spiritual. Listen carefully. The fact is, is are you guys getting where we're going with this? We want to focus on spiritual things, eternal things, the Word of God. These things are things of value, and they are the new man you are. They're the new person you are, not the old person, not the dead person. Spiritual things are eternal things, and that's what we should be focused on. Let's reinforce this. Romans chapter 8. Go there with me real quick. Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, and let's look at verses 5 and 6. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. For those who live according to the flesh... Now, are we supposed to live according to the flesh? No. For those who live according to the flesh, notice what it says set their minds on things of the flesh. Now, what does that mean? It means earthly-minded, okay? Physical-minded, fleshly-minded, okay? They're focused 
on physical things in life. So those that live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now look what it says in verse 6. For to be carnally or fleshly, earthly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So let's read this again real quickly, verses 5 and 6, Romans 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds, everybody say minds, is what we think matter in our life. It says right here, it's very important. You know what it means here? It means life or death. It means literally peace and life and victory or death. How about anybody here want death? No takers, huh? So how do we deal with that? For those who live according to the flesh, why do they live according to the flesh? Because their minds are on the things of the flesh. Where your mind is is where you're going to go. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if, do, you, do you guys see this? If you are a new creation and you are a blood-bought son of God, And all the good things that Jesus has done are yours in Christ. They are available to you. They are your right and your privilege. You will not see the fruit of it in your life if you don't change your thinking. If you're still thinking like the old man, you're going to walk according to that old man. That's exactly what it says. For those those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. So in other words, it's not that their bodies are just going that way or their their life just flows that way. Their life flows the way their thinking flows. Are you seeing that? If you don't change your mindset, if you don't renew your mind, so to speak, if you don't change your thinking to follow according to the new man, you will automatically go the other direction. And you won't see the fruit of all the good things that you have. Think about how many Christians there are in jail, in prison. They are blood-bought children of God. They genuinely have received the Lord Jesus, but they're not seeing the benefit in their life. Why? They never change their thinking. Do you realize, can you see right now the importance of church? Can you see the importance of sitting underneath the Word so that you hear it and you have to make a decision, what am I going to do with it? And hopefully you always go the right way and you go the Word way. And what happens? As you begin to act on those things, you're changing your thinking. And that's why you see yourself freer and freer and freer. That's why you see other things increase in your life. But there are those who... Just, I'm not going that route. I don't need that. I can live my own life. Well, guess what? I'll give you an example in a moment of that. But the fact is, is that we need to understand, like the Scripture says here, let's look at it again. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally or fleshly or earthly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What is spiritually minded? It is eternal minded. It is spiritual things minded. It is the Word of God. See, being spiritual, you want me to give you a definition of a mature Christian who's spiritual? That is someone 
who gets in God's Word, sees what the Word says, confesses it, acts on it. Acts on it. Everybody say, acts on it. That's, that's a spiritual person. Not a ooh, and all these other weird things that we might think. That's not spiritual. Spiritual is someone who does what the Word of God says. And when they do what the Word of God says, that is a spiritually uh, person that is, that is becoming mature in Christ. That's a simple definition. Not any weird stuff, not always seeing visions. Dear Lord, I've seen some real fruity people. I mean, that are always seeing angels or always seeing demons. Dear Lord, who do you think you are that you would be used by God to have that many visions? And look at your life and you find out most of the time their life is a complete wreck and mess. Yes, somebody's given you visions, but ain't God. <laughs> do you understand me? If somebody says, well, I, 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 see, I see visions on a regular basis. Who are you that you would see it? If it would actually be God to use you. You Brother Hagen? I mean, you you somebody changing the world with the with the gospel? When I look at your family, it's a wreck. Your finances are a wreck. Your health's in a wreck. Everything in your life's a wreck. And why would God use you that way? It's not God. Isn't that just common sense? How many would agree that you give gifts of high value? You put trust in someone of high value. That is what? Faithful. Right? You really think God is going to give some supernatural, special tools that could change the world to someone with their life in a mess? That's like giving a 10-year-old a loaded gun. Am I right? I mean, it's that simple. Golly, we don't need to get all... When you see some of that stuff, and you see some of that nonsense that you see, or someone who, I mean can't control their flesh they're writhing around and doing weird stuff guys that is not spiritual and if it is spiritual it's on the wrong side (laughs) it's it's on the it's i mean satan's involved there somehow or they're just plain weird and i've seen everything under the sun i've seen some weird weird people i mean i mean just every time they come up for prayer line they got to make a big scene about how the holy ghost is doing something you know guys i've learned this the Holy Spirit does not draw attention to flesh. That's the Word of God. He never draws attention to I've seen such supernatural things happen right in front of my eyes and didn't even pay attention to it. Why? Because it was really, truly supernatural. And if it's really, truly the Holy Spirit, your flesh won't even notice it. You'll just say, go ahead and preach while this amazing supernatural thing's happening right next to you. You won't even notice it because it's really the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, listen, you ought to write that down. The Holy Spirit never draws attention to flesh. Never. The Holy Spirit, what does the Bible say? Jesus said the Holy Spirit, what? Glorifies the Father, right? Glorifies the Son, but He never draws attention to flesh. So, real quickly here. Okay, so we see two mindsets being earthly, physically minded, and spiritually minded. Um, We also notice that one mindset leads to death, while the other one leads to life and peace. If I read that, I'm thinking, wow, I don't want death, so I want to go the life and peace way. I want to be spiritually minded. Now, remember our main scripture, you don't need to turn here, but Colossians 3, 1, 3, I just want to read it one more time. 
If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. The Word of God is telling us here to be more spiritually minded than we are earthly or physical minded. Why is this so important? Why is it so vital to us to be spiritually minded? It's simply put, our life is hidden with Christ in God. In other words, as a child of God, you and I draw our life from Christ. This world has nothing to offer us. This world can't meet our needs. So in other words, we're in this world, but we're not of it. The source of our new life in Christ, I mean the source of our life is in Christ. Our peace is in Christ, right? Our joy is in Christ. Our provision is in Christ. All the things that we need, in other words, in life are found in Christ. We're not going to find them in earthly things. We're not going to find them in physical things. We're going to find them in spiritual things. So with this new life, we focus on spiritual things. So a new life requires that we think, talk, and walk like the new creation we truly are. I'm going to say that again because you should have wrote that down. All right, A new life requires that we think, talk, and walk like the new creation we truly are. Think about it this way. If we think, talk, and walk like the old man we remember, we won't live in the blessings of the new life. I want to say that again because sometimes that can go right over our head. If we think, talk, and walk like the old man we remember, then we cannot walk in the blessings of the new life we've been given. All right? It's not possible. I told you I would give you a couple of illustrations. And I gave you one similar to this last week. But let's say it this way. It's like having access. Just picture right in front of me, maybe from that wall to that wall, okay? A table this wide with the greatest food buffet ever created. I'm taking the whole world, and man, we made a buffet that just, I'm talking something for kings, okay? All the way from the, the most bestest things you could possibly eat in the world are on this buffet table, all right? And you're there, and then you are invited, and you have a seat at that table, and you can eat whatever you want, and you settle for a dry, stale, saltine cracker. When you have all this available to you. Why? Still thinking like the old man. The old man doesn't think, I'm not worthy of doing that. The old man doesn't think, oh, that's too fancy for me. The old man thinks, I'm not a king. I don't deserve this. I can't eat those kind of things. Those things are expensive. Why? I'm still thinking like the old man. I'm still thinking the wrong way. When I have a right and privilege to dig in. I have a right and privilege to enjoy to my heart's content whatever's on it. Let me give you another example, all right? You have to travel across the country, okay? How many know it's a long distance from California to New York, all right? Walk it. Let's find out, all right? It's a long distance, okay? A few thousand miles. Well, you have access to the fastest jet available known to man. You have access to it. But you think like the old man, and you think, no, a horse and carriage will do. Now, how long will it take you in horse and carriage to get from there to there? A very, 
very long trip, right? Or you could be there in a couple hours. Boom, boom. And comfort <laughs> while you're sipping on something and eating steak. But see, it, again, it all depends on your thinking. If you think like the old man, even though you have access to all these good things, all these blessings, you won't be able to walk in them. You won't. And that's the, that is the thing that frustrates a lot of Christians. They see other Christians maybe eating the fruit of the good things Jesus provided, and they see the blessing, they see the good things on them, but what they don't realize is that they're thinking differently than they are. They're still thinking like the old man, thinking, well, they must be special. God must have just chose them to bless them more than others. How many know God doesn't play favorites, right? We all are on the same ball field with the same exact, you know, everything. We have the same general uh, abilities when it comes to our fellowship and relationship with Him. It's just some chose to take it further than others. Some chose to be doers of the Word like we're talking about, and others chose, well, I'm just going to do it my own way. I think I know better. How many believe the Lord knows better? All right, so real quickly, what I want to do is, is, is illustrate from the Word of God how do we change our thinking? How do we begin to think like the new man we really are? So go with me one last scripture to Romans chapter 6. Everybody go to Romans chapter 6. And we're going to look at several verses. We're just going to read this passage through. And I want you to see something with me on how we do this. And you know, you don't do it overnight, guys. You do it little by little, here a little, there a little, every day, just a little bit, and you keep on growing. Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 4. We're going to read several verses, but Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 4. Therefore, we, who's we? Say, we is me. All right? So, who is the Bible talking to? Say me. Point your finger. Me. So this is a letter. This is, this is God talking to you about your life. All right? And he's talking specifically about our old man and the new man. All right? Now look with me. Verse 4. Therefore we were buried with him, Jesus, through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, look, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Does God want us to walk in newness of life? He already set it up, but we've got to change our thinking. All right, Verse 5, For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. Now look here. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Say it with me. My old man was crucified with him. Now what happens at the crucifixion? Death, right? Isn't that what the crucifixion represents? Death, all right? So it says right here, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. So my old man is dead. Look what it says that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Now look here at verse 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Who died here? Who died here? Who died here? 
Put your hand up. Say, I died in Christ. So what does the Bible say here? For he who has died has made, been freed from sin. Are you free from sin? Are you free from sin? How do you know you're free from sin? Right here it tells me I'm free from sin. Now, you might say, well, Pastor, duh, I know that. I've been taught that all my life. Then why does sin keep on kicking your butt in some areas? Because you're not focused on this, changing your thinking, being on this all the time and reminding yourself, I am free from sin. I died with Christ. I'm free from sin. I died with Christ. Sin has no dominion over him and it has no dominion over me. It has no power over me. But see, you can't just know it. What do you have to be doing? Acting on it. Confessing it. One way to act on it is to confess it How much? Continually. Everybody say continually. Continually. Not just, oh yeah, I did that once. A couple years ago when you preached a message, you made us confess everything. I'll bet you not very often most of you don't confess how you're free from the power of sin. You confess other things. My needs are met according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm the healed of the Lord. But sin is just, bam, kicking you in the butt all over your life and making you self-conscious and you feel bad and it picks on you and it berates you and says, who do you think you are? And it's constantly nagging you when you could get into the Word and change your thinking. And how do you change your thinking? By what you're saying. And if you'll say it and say it and say it, what he says, it will change your thinking and it will change your believing and it will change your life. You'll begin to walk in it. Now let's continue real quick. Verse 8. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ has been raised from the dead and dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Now look at this. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now look at verse 11. Likewise, you also, this is talking to us, reckon, or uh, Larry would say reckon. I would say consider, okay? But consider, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you realize if if I'm dead to sin, does sin have any pull on me? I'm dead to it, but I'm alive to God, meaning I'm alive to what? Spiritual things. I'm alive to God. I'm awakened to God. I have the life of God. But see, if this isn't coming out our mouth, it isn't in our thoughts. And if it isn't in our thoughts, we're not walking in it. You get what I'm saying? This is what we're talking about, a new way of thinking. We're going into the Word and we're slowly saying, wait, this is what the Bible says about me. It says it about me. Now look at verse 12. Therefore, because of all this, because we're free from sin and alive to God, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body or your temporary body that you should obey it in its lust. Are we supposed to let our body do whatever our body wants to do? But how many know your body sure does like to do what it likes to do? Make me feel comfortable. Feed me. Fix me. 
Your body's always crying and whining about something, right? And then it looks in the mirror and says, Dear God, I don't like you. Man, you need to change. Man, this needs to happen. Where'd my hair go? Where did this happen? How come I don't fit in that anymore? Right? Your body's always doing something. You need to understand your body is just a suit. And you need to bring it under submission through the word of God. Right? That's what this is saying. You should not obey it in its lust. And what is lust? A strong desire. Right? I mean, think about your favorite dessert. Do you have a strong desire for that sometimes? You know, most of us would say, I'm not affected by any commercial of any kind. If commercials didn't work, guys, no one would be, you know, putting them out there. They obviously work because they get you thinking about something, you know. Maybe you could watch a commercial about one thing, and maybe it's about food. And you have no desire for that item, but then you begin to think about food. And you begin to think about your favorite food, and all of you are saying, Honey, do we have any of that in the house? You know? It's just kind of one thing leads to another. Our body wants whatever our body wants. We just say, no, shut it down. But the power to do that is where? It's found in our spirit, not in our body. You can try all you want to just control your body like that on your own, but you won't make it. You understand? You won't make it. But if you focus on who you are in Christ and what the Word says, you can get your body controlled. Look here, verse 13. And do not present your members um, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. In other words, to do right with your body. Look at verse 14. For sin, everybody read it with me. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. You're not under law. You're under grace, and the power of God through God's grace will help you overcome your body. You need to remember, I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. Praise God that we're under grace. Aren't you glad for that? That we don't live by the law where God says, that's it, stone them. Praise God. We can make a mistake and repent and go on. You know, Thank God for grace, the blood of Jesus. So what I did here in this simple thing is simply show you how we would go from verse to verse to verse in a particular area and begin to write notes down about what the Bible says. So we begin to read it. We begin to uh, write some things out about what it says, memorize those things, make a confession. And if we'll do that and we'll begin to confess it consistently, it will become more and more real to you. How many believe that this is real in here? But our, our, honestly, don't raise your hand. Honestly, ask yourself, am I seeing the reality of it? Does it seem really real to me in my life, in my everyday life? Well, it needs to be. And how we do that is, again, by doing what I'm talking about. Taking it, reading it. Okay, I see what you, you say, Lord. Write some things down. Memorize some of those things, those scriptures, and then begin to make it. Make your own confession. So I did that for you tonight. You ready? All right. So I took some of this, not everything, but I didn't want to make it too long. Okay, tonight. But uh, say this with me. Say, I am a new creation in Christ. My old life in sin has passed away. All things have become new. Sin has no power over me. Because I died to sin with Jesus. I have been raised 
with Christ to walk in newness of life. I am free from the dominion of sin and Satan. I am alive to God in Christ my Lord. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I use my body to bless and glorify God. Now, if you take a confession like that, and you just kept on saying it and saying it till you memorized it, just because you memorized it doesn't mean you're walking in it, all right? Because remember, your head's not your heart, is it? But if you will continue while you memorized it to say it and say it and say it and say it and say it, what are you doing? You're feeding the Word to your spirit. And your, your, your spirit's getting stronger and it's beginning to recognize these things. And it, you'll begin to see yourself walking in the victory. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But again, if we're thinking like the old man, we're not going to walk in the newness of life. We're not going to walk in the things that we are able to. We're again going to see that beautiful feast of every good thing and reach for a saltine cracker. And no one wants a dry saltine cracker when you're thirsty and hungry, right? I mean, that's not what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? Even if it had a little peanut butter or something, it's still not enough, okay? You know, I want something, especially if I'm looking at a real good thing, you know? Juicy piece of chicken, my favorite dessert, my favorite bread. Anybody getting hungry now? Yeah. <laughs>